Yeah, let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you never said record. <laughs> oh, you said go. You oh, said, okay. You said when we'll, when you say go, we'll go. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so you're saying go. go? All right, all right. We are recording in three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening. Oh, what? didn't work. Hold on. We are recording in three, two, one. Did we do any tech prep at all? Yeah, we're 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 recording now. <laughs> Welcome everybody. You're uh, attempting to listen to instant credibility, celebrity, and cash. How to get more customers, more clients, and more money, starring the ever prepared Scott Patton and Martin Wales, the customer catcher. That would be me. Yeah. Scott's hey, just making fun of me because I hit the record button. I don't know three times now. <laughs> And that's a great, great segue into what we're going to be talking about. This is really the third of our three-part thing on uh, podcasting and the structure of podcasting, like what, how do you put together the content of your podcasting. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, how much time you want to have, you know, how long is your podcast, what sort of introduction do you do, extras, how do you format your podcast in terms of questions, whether you do it on your own, solo, interview style, co-hosts, all that sort of stuff is what we've been talking about. And uh, today, we're moving forward and we're going to be talking about preparation. So the technical preparations you need to make before you start recording, like the things we were doing before we started recording. And then if you have a guest, what sort of preparations you need to do with them. And you need to prepare yourself as well. So the self-prep and then, of course, once you've done all of that and you've recorded it, we need to talk about post-production. So that's where we're going today. Absolutely. We started off with the why you need structure and the benefits to you and your listeners, obviously. And then we talked about what uh, you need to do. And today we're going to focus on the how. So uh, definitely uh, three main areas. We, we talked a little bit about tech prep there, and that's uh, the mechanical, the logistical. We're going to talk about self-prep. And guest prep. So uh, let's roll. You right. So the most important thing is uh, <coughs> the tech prep because if you uh, spend a half an hour or an hour recording a conversation with somebody or your own monologue and then you go uh, and discover that you had no batteries in your recorder or you didn't push the record button on your computer or any of those sort of things, then it all uh, is for naught. So and and this has happened. It sounds like how could you not press record? But the, there's any number of things that can happen. Now, one of them for me is the software that I use on my computer, unbeknownst to me, was the the space bar, which is the biggest button on your computer and the easiest to hit, even sideways with your thumb, was the start and stop recording button as well. And uh, I guess I had brushed against it when I was you know looking for the guest buyer or something and. I stopped recording probably in minute number one, and we had the greatest interview, yeah, <laughs> of course. It's always the best one. <laughs> and, right. And I, think, I think it's a rule, by the way, just to prepare everybody, that you are going to not record a great interview. It <laughs> I don't know anybody that it hasn't happened to. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to happen to you. <laughs> That's right. You're going to do it one day. And it may be that you actually did record it, and then – for some strange reason, you pushed delete when you meant to push enter, mm -hmm. and you deleted it, and you can't get it back. It could mm -hmm. be that you know you've got 
30 minutes of silence. Uh, I mean, there's there's all different ways that it can happen, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just one of those joys of, of podcasting that that you just go, oops, you know, yep. uh, and this is what happened. Sorry, and then contact the person, re-record it, or well, here here's some quick tips that I learned over time. One is hit record way ahead of time. So Scott and I got on the phone, and I was, you know hey, we know what we're doing, and I forgot to hit record. And I said, oh, we're recording, and I hit the marker button instead of the record button. And just If you hit record and see the recording flashing red button saying recording, uh, just go, because you can always you know, delete the, all the preamble later. Um, and, right. what I, and the reason why I say that is sometimes I have more than one system recording. So if I use a, a third-party teleconference service, I have their recording, so I hit record on that, and I have recording on my own computer. Sometimes I even have a third party, so I have triple redundancy. So if I have a really hot guest, like somebody, a celebrity that I've been trying to get on for a long time, um, I'll have triple redundancy in recording. So whether I forget to press a button, whether you know lightning strikes a, you know, some transformer or telephone pole somewhere, <laughs> it's like you're covered. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on the tech because we, we'll talk more about you know tech in a purely tech show, but part of getting the structure down is having a solid recording. So you, you really want to make sure you've got done that. So in preparation, have your service provider, if it's a third-party recorder. If it's you doing it, then just do it ahead of time. And the reason why that this is related to structure, actually, Scott, now that I think about it, is so that you're focused more on the content and the structure of the interview than handling the technology. That's right. The There's more, nothing worse yeah. than being panicked because of some tech thing happening or not happening when you're getting ready to start. Exactly. And the more you're distracted by technology, the, the, you don't pay attention to the guests. The, you're, you're worried about the recording levels, and then you miss them, finish their point, and you don't smoothly move to the next question. Or you just sometimes unmeaningfully <laughs> just didn't even hear what they said because you were like, oh, my God, look, at you suddenly were distracted and thought, am I recording, not recording? And your brain just totally didn't pay attention. So, That's right. Uh, and, and, you know, you really – want to avoid that kind of situation. So it's more about having a smooth flow in your structure, be ready to have that. Uh, one, one of the points you brought up, which I thought was really great, was the test uh, before you start, so, so do that. But then the next one related to structure is posting your podcast, and that's with a picture, and, and you, you had the terrific idea of making sure you have a camera. Yeah, if, particularly if you're uh, interviewing somebody face-to-face, which... Uh, a lot of volunteers in the field will do, and you know, if you're out and about, you know, uh, you know, at an event or a conference or something like that, then nothing beats just you know that raw. Here's a recorder talking to someone. Say, this is really awesome. Can I can I record this for uh, my podcast show? And you know, 99% of the people will say, of course. And uh, and then you turn on your recorder, and the red blinking light that shows that it's working doesn't work because the batteries are dead or you get out the camera to take that picture and the batteries are dead. And you have you actually have a great story about uh, cameras that I think you should uh, share with everybody when you were out in Belize. It's darn near a Shakespearean tragedy. We, we traveled, you know, halfway around the world. We're in Belize. We're in the middle of the country and climbed to the top of a mountain, and we have this beautiful background, blue skies, tropical rainforest, and uh, I think we had an issue with the microphone. Actually, it was really windy. And then, uh, so we were trying to record, and it was a bit of a challenge. The next thing we know, within five minutes, the battery's gone. Boom, black screen. 
Oh, it's, no. like, it's like, you know, there's no electrical plug close by. We didn't have a spare battery or it was dead too. And it's just preparation would have been key to, you know, producing something and then worrying about the structure. So definitely want to make sure you do that. And the other thing is just as far as structure goes, um, there's audio structure to your podcast where the questions you ask, the format, the questions, the commentary, that sort of thing. But there's also the format in the presentation or the structure of your each podcast when you put it up on your website. So a uh, great thing about my podcast world that you do, Scott, in your services, you know, you put up a picture, you've got the title, you've got the description. There's a structure to the visual presentation of the podcast, and that itself has is because it's a formatted template, the structure is there. The people are familiar. We talked about familiarity in, in the first part of our structure series here. And that right. breeds, uh, familiarity breeds trust, relationship, and that's what you want with a loyal listening fan base. So fantastic point there. Perfect. Okay, so that's our kind of our tech prep thing. Make sure that the batteries uh, are uh, charged up or new or you have spare ones and that the if you're going to do a hand recorder that it actually works. If you've got a camera that... Uh, it has power, and um, if you're using third-party recording services, you know, like freeconferencecall.com or those sort of things, that uh, you you know you push that button, and uh, sometimes it's a good idea to have a little redundancy. Yeah, and you should double-check that you have enough space on your computer. If you're pushing the limit, uh, you need to record it. Then you'll need to delete or move some material over. Uh, don't want to run out of space on your hard drive if you're recording directly to your own computer. So that's a really good point. And just to let everybody know what I do is I have a uh, 500 gig external hard drive for my laptop. And I put all of my data on that simply because I've had problems in the past with uh, motherboards burning out, computers being dropped in the, in the ocean and... Uh, you know, I mean, anything can happen, right? So right. I keep, I try to keep my data and my computer separate, so that uh, if something happens to the computer, I don't lose all my data. And so, especially when you're Captain Scott Payton and Pirates of the Caribbean dropping computers in the ocean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, the next, the next one we should talk about is guest preparation. And and again, the more familiar your guest is with the structure of your show. They'll be more comfortable. They'll be more at ease. They'll have better information. Everyone will have a better time. So in order to do that, I, I send an email, and I say, this is how the show works. This is how long you're on for. This is the title. This is your topic. Please send us the questions that you'd like to answer. This is where you can reach us. So they understand how this works. I tell them it's recorded. Uh, everything I can in a succinct, concise way so that they know um, a couple things. One is that we're organized. Two, we're professional, and they'll put a little more effort into getting it done. The other thing is if I tell them it's you know, three to five questions, it's only 10 minutes long, goes by faster than you think, then they will be more concise and provide more tips and, and more uh, information that my listeners want to hear. You know, Again, coming back to getting them to keep coming back. Grab them fast, keep them long. That's right. And I think it's also really important, depending on the experience of your guests, like cause people that mm -hmm. are you know very experienced speakers, they've been on the radio or TV and all that sort of stuff. You usually have less to worry about, and they have higher expectations of you too. Uh, and but then there are people that may come on who have never been recorded before, and that happens a lot too. So it's really important to put them at ease and let them know you know this is kind of fun. And, and usually the first time 
um, they're going to be quite nervous and uh, and worried and the, all the rest. They may not sleep the night before and all that sort of stuff, right? And then if you're just making it fun and you, you're energetic and excited and you're just looking forward to talking to them so much, it puts them totally at ease. And it's like, wow, this is really fun. I really enjoyed this. And be happy to be on again or, or do more. And that's that's really an important part of preparing the guest, in my opinion, is just putting uh, them at ease. And, and that, of course, comes from you being at ease. And, and if you're if and if you're going to be live, we talked about live interviews in the field, remote. Um, you can have a microphone. You might be going from your mouth to near their mouth. You can set up a physical area, um, whether it's in a room or an office. But if you're going to be outside in the corner of a patio, and you don't want to be having fire trucks going by, but um, by providing some structure in the physical environment for the guests, I would recommend sitting face to face. Um, that allows you to, you know, I recognize when I'm done my question, you're going to answer. If I am doing what I call the Howard Cosell interview, he's a famous uh, sports broadcaster from the past, and I, I always remember as a child watching him hold the microphone to his mouth and bring it over to the, you know, the athlete to ask them about, you know, how they felt about the game. That's why I call it the Howard Cosell interview style. Um, then that helps move, you know, keep the guests under your control, eyeball to eyeball, face to face. And also for sound quality, you want to make sure you hold the microphone to your mouth and their mouth. You don't want to get that half recording where you talk away. talking over here. <laughs> right. So you want to make sure you do that. So, again, physical structure, telling the guests. Uh, again, you, uh, with the, one of your clients, you have uh, volunteers in the field who are going to be interviewing people, then that's very important that uh, you, you sort of control the interview space to control the structure that comes out in the end through the audio. That's right. And an, another way of doing that, too, with the, with the little hand recorders is just placing it uh, on the table between the two of you so that you're both right. speaking. If you're in an enclosed room, yeah. yeah. If you're in an enclosed room, right. And, uh, and then that what happens then, of course, is it, it, hopefully very quickly you both forget that you're recording and the conversation becomes even more natural and the questions become even more natural. Oh, I love that tip. Like, the more natural it is, the more natural it sounds. <laughs> and I, you know what, the mini, with the mini digital recorders that we have now, the microphones are way better than they used to be. Um, they have uh, noise canceling technology as well. So if you have what we call white noise in the background, that's eliminated as well. Um, and again, the structure of your interview coming back to the quality of it, um, the information in a short period of time, and making your guest feel at ease. So perfect. That's right. I, and, and I know one volunteer that went to Kenya, and mm -hmm. she. Uh, she was staying with with uh, family members, and she it was Christmas time, and she heard a Christmas service like out back somewhere, right? So she turned on her recorder, and she said, uh, "It's Christmas, and uh, we're going to go see if we can join in this service." And you can kind of hear it in the background, and and uh, so you'd heard her walking through the African bush, right, getting closer and closer and closer to the service. And then there was the service in Swahili. And it just was amazing how it just felt like I was, as I was listening to it, you know, it, was just, it just felt like I was right there uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in Africa with, with her. That is so cool. Yeah. I, if you're just joining us, we're, I, we're talking about uh, a case study or an example, and that would be QSO, uh, BSO. And that's volunteers who are uh, working abroad who uh, want to create podcasts and an experience to share information to um, 
transfer the message, get more volunteers, uh, look for sponsors, all those sorts of things. So great example of, um, you know, putting structure around a spontaneous event. That's right. Yep. And it just added so much flavor to uh, to her show. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. So make make sure that uh, if you can, you you uh, prepare the guests as much as possible. Just let them know what the structure is, what the lay of the land is, and how it's going to work, and you'll have a great interview. And uh, that sort of brings us around to the other side of the show, and that's self-preparation, the host preparation, to have good structure for your show. That's right. And I think for, my, for me, the number one thing is just getting centered and quiet because I have this busy day. I'm running here. I'm running there and everything else. And all of a sudden, I've got to stop and, uh, do, say, do a recording with you like we're doing right now or one of my other guests. And there's a big difference in the quality of uh, me when I take five or ten minutes beforehand and I just am quiet. I think a little bit about you know my intentions for the show, what I want to do, uh, what do I want to accomplish, all that sort of stuff. And, and just then I just kind of imagine that uh, you know we're having a great conversation. We're, we're really creating value for people. Lots of people are interested in what it is we have to say, and. Uh, and then I'm ready to start. That's 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 an interesting contrast. So depending on your style, mine is I play loud music, <laughs> I get <laughs> I get revved up, I get excited that I'm going to take this show to the next level, and then you know I spend my good 30 to 45 seconds saying okay. <laughs> I mean I do at a certain point settle down and go okay, what is my intention and what my what's my objective at the end of this? Um, uh, but you're right. That explains the banging on the. Uh, the ceiling from the guy above you. Exactly. Quiet. <laughs> Turn down you too. All those sorts of things. But whatever. I mean, what you're, what you're hearing here, obviously, is two contrasting styles. But in the end, you have the same objective. And right. you know, so it's get yourself in a state that you're comfortable and that you're going to produce the outcome that you want. So you see in advance the structure um, for the show and. Um, actually, that reminds me, in seeing in advance, one of the things I do on my tech prep, I forgot to add there, Scott, forgive me, I, was, um, I actually draw a circle. So whether it's an hour-long interview or a 20-minute podcast, I actually draw it so I can physically see my use of the time, and then I'll slice off a little section. So let's say it's 20 minutes. I'll draw a third of a circle, like a pie chart, a third of a circle. And so it looks like a little triangle with a curved side. And I'll actually draw a line from the center out to the side that says, okay, this is my intro. It's about a minute long. I'm going to remind people. Uh, well, I'm going to have my own recorded intro, but then I'm, my, when I come in on my welcome, welcome, invite your friends, uh, any news that I want to tell people. And then, I'm, okay, here's the interview part. Now I'm going to interview the guests at, at one minute and 45 seconds or two minutes. That doesn't mean I always stick to that like, like a military schedule, but it just gives me a guideline for the structure. Right. And and I will share and I will share that sometimes with guests in preparation. It lets them physically see uh, on paper how the structure is going to go and how little time there actually is. Um, if it's only a five-minute interview, let's say, so it's like it's a sliver of a circle. <laughs> it's not I'm not going to give a big speech here. So that really helps. That's but then great, also in, that's a great tip. I, and also in self prep, right? So we're talking about self prep. So I I draw that circle and I say this is what I've got. And I have a little checklist. Um, do I have the guest bio? Do I have their media questions? So I ask for like a two to four line bio. I ask for a, if they're from a company or a service or an organization. I ask for 
uh, statement, you know, what's their mission or vision statement at the company or for the organization or service. So I make sure I've got those things handy. I have them written down. They're in front of me. I usually use paper, but even if they email it to me, I recommend that you print it out. Uh, yeah. You may be looking at your audio recording if you're sitting at a computer like I am right now. So it's easier for me to pick up the paper and talk about Scott and his bio off the piece of paper without alt-tabbing and switching and between And I can tell you right screens. now what happens if you just have it on your computer. One is you, you'll forget about it, and then you will, where is it? And then it's like, well, 30 seconds to when we're recording, and then you're looking around for it, so you're totally distracted. Or... Uh, you have it up there, and then you've got a bunch of windows over on top of it, and now you're distracted again. So just by having the piece of paper uh, you know, off to the side, it just separates that from the computer. There's no... Uh, of course, you have to be careful that you're not you know, crinkling the paper. The whole what, time like this? Right. While the other person's talking. Uh, I have one co-host that does that. He's like a super hyper type of person. And, and, I'm const- and I always say to him before, remember... I can hear you mm-hmm. writing. <laughs> well, so. just tapping on your desk or typing something on your, you know, IMing somebody while you're interviewing someone is not only maybe rude, um, it, it takes away your attention from the show, and you can actually hear the keyboard typing on the, on the, uh, on the right. microphone sometimes. So I definitely want to do that, or slurping coffee and water <laughs> and so on. So those are just sort of minor tips. Um, one of the other sort of, since we're talking kind of about, you know, self-preparation, I usually have a little glass of water, put on some lip balm so I'm not smacking my lips. Yeah, always have water. Always have water. There you go. So definitely uh, my other little tip around water is I, always, I usually, even if I'm uh, in my office or at my home studio, I rather than have a glass of water, I'll still use a small bottle of water with a lid. We are sitting around electronics. And uh, mm. the more the likelihood of <laughs> you know anything going wrong, Murphy's laws going wrong, you want to avoid. So definitely do that. Right. So yeah, uh, we've I've never spilled water on my keyboard. There you go. But just coke. Thanks, just to keep thanks for setting that thought up in my head now. Not at all. Release that one right now. So <laughs> really, you want to just to sort of sum this up. We, we talked about tech prep, having your own checklist, making sure that really the the tech checklist is really so you don't have to think about it, so you're thinking of nothing but your structure and the quality of your interview. Mm-hmm. So that was somewhere at the tech section. The guest prep is really sort of to, pre- well, not sort of, it is to prepare them, make them comfortable, again, so they don't think about anything but the information, the casual and meaningful conversation that you're going to have so that it fits into your structure and provides a good quality show. The self-preparation is about um, you, your own little checklist again, so you don't really have to think about anything except concentrating. So when the time comes, when it's, you're doing the interview, you're focused on the interview, you're focused on representing your audience and being their advocate, getting information that they want to hear in an entertaining way, in an insightful way, in a controversial way, whatever it is, and that that fits into the structure of the show. So that's really sort of the three main areas for preparation of structure. Um, following that, we have post-production, Scott. So what comments did you have around that? Because now we're going to slice and dice. So we've done the interview. I've had Scott on the show. I've interviewed him. I've recorded this show. I've got this uh, raw recording here. Uh, what are your quick tips and tricks for post-production to fit it into the structure? Well, the, uh, the first thing I do is 
I bring it up in a video, in an audio editing uh, program, and, and if it was video, it would be a video editing program. And I look for um, a couple things. One is, do I sound the same volume as you? Because I tend to be a bit softer, um, so I have to really make sure that I, you know, project my voice more and everything else. Sometimes I don't, and I get a little bit quiet. And sometimes, just when I'm recording, like I'll record, say, on Skype, and it's two channels, so you may be uh, louder or softer than me just to be because of something said on your computer or something said mm -hmm. on my computer. Hard to say, right? I'm so sitting closer to the mic. I've been listening to rock and roll music, and I'm pumped and ready to go. Yeah, and I've been sort of meditating. Meditating. Level, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, you know what, Scott? I don't think people can tell. <laughs> the difference between us. I don't yeah. think they can tell. Good. So I'll look at the volume because the very first episode I ever did in my life, like six or seven years ago, mm -hmm. the people listening to it, like a couple were listening to it, and they were laughing and laughing because what they did is they downloaded it, burnt it onto a CD, and they were listening on their car stereo. So mm -hmm. he's driving, and she's got her hand on the volume. And when I speak, she turns the volume way up. When the other guy speaks, she turned it way down. So our, our volume was way out of whack, right? And that's, of course, how we learn. So we do things like this. So the first thing I always do is I check, and I say, okay, this person is a little bit, little bit softer than me, a little bit louder than me, and then I can make a volume adjustment on that individual channel, which is one of the reasons why I love using Skype with Power Grammo, because it'll record you on one channel, me on another. And it may be, like this is what happened the other day, uh, one of my guests was crumpling paper. <laughs> there you go. While, while I was speaking, right, which meant that his channel had crumpled paper sound and my channel was me speaking, which was great because all I had to do was highlight that part of his channel and then I can go and mute it. There's a, you know, mm -hmm. one of the functions is a mute. And then so I mute and so he was like, oh, sorry. I said, don't worry. Just don't talk while you're crumpling paper and we're fine, right? Right. And well, so first of all, how dare they and, and you know, <laughs> crumple paper while you speak and then. Second of all, so, you can't deal with it. So really what's happening there is you're recording on two different channels. So in the music studios, they record uh, tracks, right? They call it tracks. Right. So the guitar's on one track, the drums are on another track, the voice is on another track. And this is why two superstar artists who are too busy to actually get together in the studio can record a song together. So they've got one track with Paul McCartney on it and the other one with Michael Jackson on it. <laughs> I think they, what right. did they do? Ebony and Ivory or something. Ebony they, and Ivory, they, they, right. they made that song. One was in North America, the other one was in England, and never the two did meet, but they I did produce a, a number one. Uh, I don't know if it was whatever. It was a popular sure. song. It was a popular and song in our youth. <laughs> there you go. So we're doing the same thing. One of the ones that the noises that I uh, picked up on was if I moved my chair. Um, I rolled oh, my yes. chair across the hardwood floor, and it went across an electric wire or something, so I could actually delete those things out. Um, you know, I hopefully I'll, I'll never have to delete like, out. Yeah. yeah I had a Sorry. friend that had a chair like that, and it squeaked. So right. what did he do except walk back and forth the whole time we were recording, right? There you go. So right. learn from our experience. Uh, you know, do what so we say, not what we did. The post-production is is that you can edit those things out. So what I tell people is is if you if you make a mistake, you lose your place. Uh, there's a, a motorcycle driving by or whatever, shut up. Don't say anything. Be quiet. And then that tells me that there's a blank space, and then what we do is we clap, and then it tells me that's where there's a mistake, 
That's because I see this huge spike in the world. Oh, you mark, you mark it with your own hands on, on your recording. So that's yeah. excellent. So really, I guess to sum that up is we take our recording, we slice off the – we take out the really bad stuff, we compress it into the time that we've allotted for our structure. So if it's 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, um, you can uh, compact that down or take out the material that's relevant and, and edit out the rest. So the, first of all, there's the time. And we talked about the quality in the structure, so adjusting the volume so that they're similar, so your listeners aren't sitting there. <laughs> they don't have an automated wife volume adjuster uh, right. sitting in the car. Uh, then they can do that. Also in post-production, we mentioned this. I talked about the format of the uh, visual presentation of your podcast and the structure. So uh, Scott and I use mypodcastworld.com, uh, and uh, that right. allows that allows us to use the formatted template there. It makes it easy, fast, and simple. If you're creating your own on your uh, blog, a WordPress blog or something like that, then having a similar visual structure to your podcast. So I've got a picture of the guest. Uh, we talked about maybe having one of us doing the interview together in the Congo as our example. Or if you, uh, in guest prep, I usually ask them to also send in a headshot or a, a, a picture of their book cover if they're an author, those sorts of things. Now I put those things together, so I end up with a final podcast product um, to show this is my guest, here's the cover of their book, here's what we talk about, and it's in a similar format, so I don't have to change it up every time. Every time you change something and redesign it, it's work. So we want to make this easy as quickly as possible. So you can build your credibility, celebrity, and capital using structure for your podcast. That's absolutely right. Cool. So anything else we need to add to this? No. I was just going to say we should tie this baby up in a bow and send it off to Mama. There you go. So uh, it, when it comes to the uh, the last part of uh, of preparation is knowing how you're going to end your, uh, your show, right? What sort of things are you going to say? Uh, is there something you're going to want to ask the uh, your guest as sort of a parting question? Uh, which, depending on it, maybe you know. How do you find out more about uh, you? How do you find out more about your organization? How do you find out more about your project? How do you find out more about whatever? And that gives them an opportunity to answer that somehow. Go to my Correct. website. And here's my email. Here's my phone number. Here's whatever it is. So the pregnant pause that we planned just there worked perfectly because it was long enough that there's this uncomfortable two seconds of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> and and really what you want to do, and you hear Scott and I do it all the time, say, Scott, we're going to wrap things up right now. Where can people find you? Yep. And find out more about you. And where would that be? Oh, where would that be? <laughs> well, that would <laughs> thank you very much. That was my slow pitch, man. That was the slow pitch, yeah, and I swung and missed. <laughs> uh, what you want to do is head over to www.meet, M-E-E-T, scottpatton.com, and uh, that's my blog. Anything that's going on, I'll post there. Uh, there's lots of great information. I have an uh, e-book there that you can get called Unwebonomics. The web is dead. Long live the unweb. And what is it, why it's important, and particularly if uh, you want to do any sort of business moving forward in today's uh, internet environment. So well, there you go. That's where you can find Mr. Scott. And Martin, if somebody wanted to know more about you, what should they do? Well, I'm flattered and surprised you would ask me since we're wrapping up the show. But you can find me and free sales and marketing tips at uh, customercatcher.com. 
or martinwales.com. So M-A-R-T-I-N-W-A-L-E-S.com, just like the country, although I've been corrected by some professor at some point who told me it was a historical republic, not a country. But, hey, what, do you, what can you say? So, anyway, I just always say, cus- oh, either did I until that, that moment in time. So customercatcher.com, love to help you get more customers. And, of course, bring us back full circle to why we're here, Scott and I, each time, and that's your instant celebrity credit, credibility and constant cash flow. So happy you were here, Scott, once more. A lot of fun. Look yes, forward to our delight. next time. Thanks for joining us, Martin. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you, and thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.